Sunday is the second Sunday in the season of Advent. The theme is peace. And you and I know if you turn on the TV or other news, uh, it doesn't take you long to realize that there's a lot of the world that doesn't quite know what that word means yet, at least at the moment. And uh, we pray for it still. And we believe that Jesus is the Prince of Peace. He came to bring uh, a lasting one. And uh, we believe that his presence does make a difference around us. It's something of what it means for him to be with us as the world would change. A few minutes ago when the children were leaving out of here, I thought about uh, the parents who are still here. I said, you know that, that your children were not sent over there on their own, were they? No. There were other adults who got up and met them at the door here. They would walk them over there. They will stay with them the whole time until you come and get them. Some of you may have taken the smaller ones to the nursery and checked them in, and you looked around, and, and there were adults there. You didn't just sign in and leave them sitting there for somebody to show up later. It was important for someone to be with them. Well, you know, we're really no different in God's eyes. It's important for someone to be with us also. And we're trying to understand exactly what that means today for Jesus to be with us. It is a new way that God is with us when he came in Jesus. We know at least one basic idea is that for the first time when Jesus came as a human being... Uh, that we call that the incarnation. He came as a human being for a period of history. We believe about 33 years. Jesus lived here. He had birthdays. He had family days. He knew what life was like here in this world. He was fully a part of it for those 33 years. For Jesus' disciples, uh, when they think about Jesus being with them, they may remember those roughly three years when Jesus had a public ministry going on and he was teaching them. They saw the miracles. They uh, witnessed the things that he did and watched the response of people. And they knew about Jesus because they were with him. And then, of course, there came the, the crucifixion and then the resurrection and then there is a new way that Jesus is with us. He's not here in the uh, sense of his earthly life, uh, born of Mary and dying on the cross, that end of that era, that phase. Uh, but the same Jesus is here, and we're trying to understand what does it mean. He's someone who now has forgiven of our sins, forgiven us our sins, is now watching over us somewhere that presence is connected to the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, which is identified also as the Spirit that was in Christ. We know that we are that Christ is with us because of that Spirit. We also know that Jesus created the church, knowing that while we were left behind in this world, that is, we didn't go with him immediately to the kingdom he has planned for us and others, that we're still not alone. We are together in our faith. So he created the church, knowing that we need each other and that Jesus is with us through the church. When you come in a, a little while receiving communion and the words are spoken to you, this is the body of Christ broken for you, the blood of Christ is shed for you. That is a way he is saying to us that I am with you in a way you can touch and taste now, in our theology, we don't believe that's literally the body and blood of Christ. We believe, though, that Jesus is fully present in those elements. He is with us as we receive them. That's what we know is true. 
He has promised to be with his believers all the time. It says in Matthew 28, part of verse 20, I will be with you always, even to the end of the age. So now we're trying to understand exactly how that makes a difference. How are we different because he's here today? And how are others different because God is able to use us? All kinds of testimonies to God's presence and some that uh, you may struggle over. Here's one. It was a news article a while back about a plane crash. In this particular crash, uh, there were survivors. Often they're not. And one of the family members interviewed by the press, ecstatic, thankful over their loved one being alive, uh, said to the uh, newscaster, I'm so thankful that God was with our, and named as the son or daughter. Now, I understand that response, that God's with it, but I'd ask you the same thing, this too. Wasn't God also with those who died that day? And of course he was. God being with us is not always contingent on whether life is going well or like we want in a given moment in time. He's not just a rescuing God. He is with us in times when there doesn't seem to be a rescue. We know that God is with us. It was on a radio talk show that a recovering drug addict told the story about how on the day he began his road to recovery. This is what he said. He had locked himself in a motel room to uh, take care of his $600 a day habit as usual. This time he finally realized that whenever he turned to chemicals to achieve a sense of happiness, he went off to be alone. Isolated in that moment, he became aware he didn't want that anymore. He wanted to find Jesus to be with him. And he began his road to recovery knowing he was not alone. Jesus was with him. As a character, a member of the family that helps us identify our need to understand how Jesus is with us, and that's Joseph. I tell you, he's more of a hero in the story than we often make him out to be. As Matthew writes this gospel, he begins it with the genealogy of Jesus. That's sort of like standing out in the cemetery looking at all the headstones of your relatives. That's what it's like. And they're looking around and you might divide this cemetery in plots. And in the middle of it, there is uh, King David because the story is told about generations that came before David and generations afterwards. And, and King David has the biggest monument in the middle because it'll say that Jesus, the Messiah, is the son of David. It'll have other people mentioned in the story as well. Some less noted, some noted more. The intent of the whole list is to show that Jesus, this Messiah, this baby, is in fact a descendant of David. Only as it comes to the close of the lineage and it mentions uh, the generation, Jesus being born, it does not say that Joseph is his father. It only mentions that Mary is his mother. It kind of leaves the question then unsettled and as a struggle. And that may be the moment where we find Joseph at the start of the story. Because Joseph then tells about an angel who appeared to him. The angel is one who lets him know, even in this news, 
This news of Mary expecting, being pregnant, and him not knowing uh, what to do. There were things he could have done. He was choosing at that moment to do the kindest thing. What he would plan to do was simply to put Mary away, divorce her privately, not to embarrass her, not to make life difficult for her, which he could have done. He could have, in fact, stoned her if he wanted to. That would have been within the realm of the law. He chose not to do those things. And then an angel appeared to him in a dream, and the dream told him what had happened. This son that's going to be born is going to be the son of God, and you're to take them both. And he did. And when Jesus was born, the way Jesus enters into the lineage is when Joseph names him. That is an act done by the man in that culture to say, he is my son. He is with us. It was a difficult moment, a time when Joseph got it right. Instead of doing the expedient thing, and instead of claiming his rights, in that most embarrassing of moments when um, Mary shows up outside of marriage, being pregnant, and anyone can count the months along and know that's happened and they're married, in the middle of that, it's still a moment when God is with us. And that is enough. That's the way God treats the story. He lets us see that what God is doing is not what we are doing. It's important. We are to get our act together at Christmas time. Uh, not to have the perfect Christmas. You know, in our, our culture, the perfect Christmas is, is the one that uh, has these images of Hallmark and shopping malls and catalogs. And uh, we might call it the perfect Christmas when everyone seems to have harmony and good cheer and we're all together at least for that few hours getting along. And we know that while that may be a, a desire we have, Christmas is a lot more. In fact, often those things may be missing. There may be times of conflict or uncertainty. In any given Christmas, someone whom you love and care for may be missing from the scene and it makes it more difficult how do we handle those times what is it have we learned where there's sadness and uncertainty isn't there still a change that's been brought hasn't Jesus coming made a difference in us I thought about how we experience that and sometimes it's through each other It's through others who will help us in difficult moments. Maybe they help us uh, in times of sadness or in times of struggle. Let me tell you a story that happened to me. I was uh, at that time 15 years old. I know because the brother older than me was 16. And we were going off on one of the first occasions when he could drive in his new, very worn-out car. Okay, that's what they are when you buy them when you're new. And... uh, we were out with some friends, and I haven't been on that kind of setting before. Always been around parents, and and I decided I don't know why I decided it. I'll tell you the truth at this stage of my life, I can't figure it out. I decided a conversation that I was going to uh, be a little more rough than I'd ever been, and I just let out a string of cuss words that my brother never heard come out of my mouth. I, I don't, I can't tell you for the life of me why I did it, but I know I did it. And and my brother pulled over to the side of the road. And turned around and looked at me and said, are you proud of yourself? Now, I told you years ago about the teacher 
in the first grade making me wash my mouth out with soap. I think my brother did a better job that time than she ever did because something about me changed in that moment. And I truly believe that my brother became, for me in that moment, God with us. When you stand in people's lives at times that are critical, and you may not know what that is. It's often just an opportunity, something where your faith can be shared, you can help lift them up. There is a new way that God begins to speak. And Jesus is there for us. I think about our church as we enter into the building program, and and there's a part of me, like there may be a part of you, that wants to run away and let someone else do it. But the truth is, it is for us to do, and to do it together. And that way, I believe that when God is with us, great things can happen. When we try to do it our own, alone, only us, there's too much room for failure and uncertainty. There's great opportunity when he has his hands around us. We're looking for those kinds of times, all of us. Times when our generosity, our response, I think about the angel tree gifts being bought, the children's home uh, children who will receive gifts from this church. I think about the special offerings we announce and your responses. I believe that all of those demonstrate in different ways that God is with us. We want those children, those families to know that they are not alone. Not just about us as though we were better, but instead Christ's love is that real for them. David Wyatt, a poet, wrote these words. He said, the call of God does not come grandly, so biblically, so intimately, in the face, but in the face of the one you know you have to love. That's where we find God's presence most of all is in the face of one we know we have to love. It was in small steps that Mary and Joseph began to take in the news. God did not give them the whole story of what was going to happen over a lifetime. There would be new experiences yet ahead. But he was there for them. God is with us. In the moment when you come to receive communion, remember the words The body of Christ broken for you, the blood of Christ shed for you. Remember at that moment that God is with us. In some ways, we are carrying God to be with others. And that is the true Christmas season when God is with us. Would you pray with me? Our Father, we thank you for your presence, which is just what we need. We thank you that Jesus came to live among us and we're still trying to understand completely what the incarnation is about, that fully God and fully human, he alone was and is. But we know that you love us that much and that you're with us here and now and if we will let you, we'll experience that presence in this room this morning. Open us to that presence now, we pray. That your spirit may come and guide us. In the name of Jesus we ask.